Everyone has something in their life that can be a stressor. But some people deal with their situations in more positive ways in order to take control. It's not difficult. You can do this too. Welcome to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully with your host, Rusty Williams. In this program, you'll learn how using hypnosis and mindfulness can lessen the stress and strengthen your life. Now, here is Rusty Williams. Well, good Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this, I don't know what episode we're at. God, is it eight, nine now? My math isn't that good. Um, But hey, welcome. And if it's your first time tuning in, if it's your first time listening, thank you. Thank you for finding us. And if you've been uh, on board for a while now, well, thank you also for hanging with us. And, you know, remember you can find me on all the various, all the usual social media sites. Check out our website, um, njhypnosistraining.com. You'll find five MP3 downloads that are free right on the landing page that you can use, especially during this time um, of uncertainty. And there are, for various reasons, I'm not going to get into them now, you'll see them on the website, but they're free. So go to njhypnosistraining.com, download them, let me know what you think. You can also email me at 13.rwilliams at gmail. Well, let's jump right into this. If you remember last week, last week we talked about the health and medical benefits of hypnosis and mindfulness, and especially during these uncertain times, how they can help us stay healthy. Well, today, we're going to take that, use that as a foundation, and talk about strategies that we can use to help us stay positive, to stay in the moment, ideas how to respond to others, you know, how we respond to others, even to ourselves, when the communication is less than positive. I call it the inner critic. It's that little voice in the back of our head that's giving us all kind of garbage. And there, are, there there's a lot of research on having a positive outlook in our health. And that's both our physical health and our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And today we're fortunate to have a very special guest, someone who has had a significant impact on the study of positive psychology and on just being positive in general. This morning we're joined with David Pillay. David helps his executive coaching clients make more money, get promoted, enjoy better relationships, drive positive organizational performance, and find more fulfillment both at work and at home. He is the best-selling author of The Law of the Garbage Truck and The Three Promises, and his books have been translated into 13 languages. An expert in the field of positive psychology, David's expertise has been utilized by businesses to improve organizational performances and increase personal and professional fulfillment. And, and this is a very personal end for me, and David was kind enough to be one of the first people to review my second book and even more kind to write the forward for it. David, good morning, and welcome to the show. Rusty, it's great to be here, and uh, I'm just so excited for you that you're doing this program, and Voice of America is lucky to have you, and we're lucky to have you, and and I'm honored to be uh, not only uh, the one who wrote your forward, but to be on this show today. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thank you, sir. That that does mean a lot to me. And you and I could talk about our personal stuff and get reacquainted all day long. But our yeah, listeners are going to think, true. what the heck am I tuning into? Come on, let's right, get into exactly. it. Exactly. So here's and, and this is 
you know, I, I love the synchronicity of the universe sometimes. Well, I always, I always find it interesting. It was months ago, probably back in January, when I asked David if he would want to come on as a guest for this, for this show. And this was before the coronavirus really was, was in the news a lot. This yeah. was before, obviously before our, our world as we know it has changed. And the fact that we are now in, in c- coming into such a critical part of what we're going through as a world, as a country, in our communities, in our own lives, all trying to stay positive. And here I have somebody who helped, if I, if I remember, David, yeah. correctly, you helped co-found the International Association of Positive Psychology. I did, yes. So what, what were the chances, when I think about the, the synchronicity, here you are on this program today. So I am thrilled. And you know... Uh, me too. With with all the negativity going on and and all the the excess negativity with what we see, you know, when we turn on the TV, we turn on the radio, we talk to our friends, we go on social media, you know, the, there is good, there's bad, you know, and everything in between. But I think the negativity, the bad behavior, really takes its toll on everyone. And maybe you can explain how. The law of the garbage truck, just in a quick synopsis, how that came about and why everyone around the world has embraced the message of it. And what is the message of it? Yeah, it's, it's a great, uh, a wonderful intro to uh, the, the whole idea of how do we increase our happiness and how do we manage our happiness on a day-to-day basis? How do we contribute to it? And what is it that we can do offensively and not, not offensively like as in making people feel of, that we're offensive, but rather as an offense, what can we do that we, that, uh, we can improve our own lives by taking certain actions? And then how do we respond defensively in the sense of when negativity comes from all different sources and can overwhelm our communications and our relationships, how is it that we in our own happiness how is it that we can navigate all of these negative inputs? And it, it really starts with three things that you and I have talked about before. And that is, the first is, is, is the whole idea of what do we take personally and what, uh, and I refer to it as garbage, uh, which it relates to a metaphor we'll talk about and, uh, and the iconic story about the law of the garbage truck. But it, it really starts with what, are we going to take personally that's negative that comes from all sources? So what do I mean by that? You go out on the street, you drive, someone cuts you off. Do you take that personally? A lot of people do. All of us at some point have. Um, we go to the uh, you know the store, and this this is uh, for most of us we're sheltering in place and uh, across the globe, but. Uh, just before this started, or even even now, if you go to the pharmacy and someone's a little rude, do you take that personally? And um, and then do you take that story that of that personal affront from maybe that person was a little short with you or cut you off in line, and then you take that home and then say, like, how was your trip to the pharmacy? Well, I ran into this person, and then you tell this whole story, this negative story, and, and bring that home. And the question is, uh, how often does that happen on a day-to-day basis that you're running into people who are driving poorly or not as friendly as they could be and where the boss is a little short uh, with you on, on a certain day? And, and, and the big question right there is, what can you do? Uh, you know, what is it that needs to be addressed? 
and what is it that's not worth the time and effort to focus on. And so what we're going to talk about today is, is how to differentiate between what's important, what's negative and important and needs your attention, and what's negative and nearly predictable that you can let pass by and not even take in in the first place. So that's the first thing, and then I'll make the other two real quick. The second thing is we don't even have to have other negative people in our lives who are excessively criticizing, complaining, and, and the like. We can make ourselves miserable by what we think about. So if we look out into the future and we find ourselves ruminating about all the worst things that can happen, we, we find ourselves in that mode of, of negativity ourselves, and, and we're full of that. And, and the same goes for the way we look at our past. We, we start regretting things. And so now all of a sudden we're miserable by the things that we're regretting or the people that we're resenting. And they're not even in the room and we haven't even seen them in 20 years and we find ourselves upset by that by the memory of them, which can happen just when you wake up. So you got garbage, what I call garbage coming in, uh, things from other people that are excessively negative that you're taking personally. And then you're creating your own negativity uh, uh, every uh, every time you dwell on a thought that you've dealt with, let's say years ago, and handled, and and you're and you're, and you're still thinking about it. And then thirdly, you end up finding yourself in a position where you are dumping, and you, you'll start picking up on the metaphor that's coming if you're not familiar with the law of the garbage truck. Um, I'm speaking to your great audience here. Is that what are we what are we taking from the negativity of others and, and our own negativity, and then turning around and dumping it on our family when we come out of our office or our room or see someone in the morning or after after work or or in in today's environment after we come out of the backyard after a breath of fresh air? Um, what are we what are we dumping on others? And so what's what's happening in this negativity? Is hitting us in in all in, in, in these three important ways: stuff that other people do to us, stuff that people that we're doing to ourselves, and then stuff that we're doing to other people, and that creates a real vicious cycle. And people are not necessarily aware of those three cycles, but they are frustrated by it. They're tired of incivility. They're tired of people dumping their frustrations on them, carrying the burdens of others. And if we don't address it, happiness ultimately is not possible because you are under the control of other people. And so what we want to be able to do is find uh, a constructive way, that's the law of the garbage truck I propose is one of those constructive ways, of focusing on the important things in our lives and the, and the things that we can make better and make the world a better place. and navigating the things that need attention and what we can let leave aside and not uh, not fill our agenda with so, so, that, so yeah yeah well so, so so what you're using is a garbage and everyone it's amazing every wednesday is garbage day here in our home in south jersey and yeah. as you're talking there's the garbage truck i'm looking out the side window and there's the garbage truck going by i think every yeah. one of us can get can get the, the mental mental image of a garbage truck in our mind and yeah so, if I'm hearing you right, and for those who aren't familiar with with the book, the metaphor is, you know, the garbage, which stinks, it's rotten, it's stuff that we no longer need, we've gotten rid of, other people have gotten rid of, that gets dumped 
on us sometimes and sometimes so is is it twofold sometimes we are the dumpy how's that for a word yeah sometimes we're the dumpy and sometimes we're the dumper is that is that a fair uh synopsis yeah i would definitely say big time you've got the the dumpy the dumper and then um we also are the uh, dumperator, and that we create our own garbage. Oh, there you uh, go. Too, so, <laughs> so, so how do so, yeah. so you talked about these cycles? So, uh, you know, he, here we are in this, and it is. It becomes this vicious cycle, doesn't it? In our mind, you yes. know, our, we become our thoughts, and then now we're in a really crappy mood because of something we thought about or we're worried about that's going to happen down the road, and we share our thoughts or our feelings or we lash out at someone they lash out back at us it reinforces our crappy moods we find something else to grab a hold of and there's the cycle how do we break that cycle i mean you're you have (laughs) much more schooling than i do in, in the field of psychology and 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 with your your experience as a coach how do we break that cycle and what cycle can we use instead you know if we get rid of a cycle and, and that's you know been our habit of mind for a while. How do we how do we create a, a different cycle? Is it even possible? Yeah, it's a super question. And and uh, and those cycles that you're referring to, I, I refer to as the garbage cycle, the garbage cycle of energy. Because I I posit that there are two cycles of energy in the world, uh, and that are significant. There are others, but these are two, and that's the garbage cycle, and the gratitude cycle. And I claim that you can only be in one of them at a time. And it can be moment to moment where we're making choices as to which one we're in. So the garbage cycle is, is, is waiting for us all the time. And it's inviting us all the time to come in and dive into it. And that is when people are complaining and they ask you to join them in, join them. And it's not productive complaining, it's excessive complaining. The excessive is the key word. A little complaining is normal humans do that um but excessive no excessive criticism not good that's that's part of the garbage cycle rumors gossip um part of the garbage cycle and if we stay in that spot in that cycle it's an attractor we're bringing more people into that garbage cycle because we're taking that's the filter by which we're looking at our lives so the key is and i and i and i work with my executives that i coach is to help them move into what we call the gratitude cycle, which is from a positive psychology perspective, that the gratitude cycle is full of what we call positive emotion. Uh, positive emotion by the research demonstrates that when we're creative, curious, open-minded, interested, enthusiastic, grateful, one of my favorites, um, we are happier and more successful we put ourselves in a much better position for relationships as well as just improving our our prospects at work. Uh, the gratitude cycle, on the other hand, uh, those folks usually have career challenges, family challenges, the ones who consistently stay in the negative. And so there are the biggest way that I've found in, in a pretty quick time frame is to learn what I call the law of the garbage truck. And that's what Rusty, you and I have know a lot about, talked a lot about over the years. Um, and parenthetically, I, I value our friendship very much. Um, and so the, the law of the garbage truck is, is ultimately a, a strategy that connects to a story that tells 
folks essentially how it is that you can let that garbage pass by so you can focus in on the important things that uh, that bring up your positive emotion. I, you talked about choices, and I want to get I, – I, we're, we're, we have about two and a half, three minutes till the break, so I want to hold off till after the break where you can share – the story of how the law of the garbage truck came out. I don't want to have to interrupt you on that. Okay, sounds but, but great. You, but you mentioned more than once about we, we, we can make a choice. We can make yes. a choice to switch from the, the garbage truck cycle to the gratitude cycle. And like you, I, I try to wake up with an attitude of gratitude every day. It's, it's helped me a lot. How is there is there a way we can help, I don't want to say train our brains, but how can we help ourselves make that choice, if, if that's a fair question. In other words, yeah, some people question. say, well, this is just who I am. And do we need to want to make that choice first? Or is there a strategy you can offer in the next couple minutes um, on how we can how we can choose, how we can choose gratitude, how we can choose to see something you talked about, the filter that, that we see things? How What can we do to help make that choice? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, one of the first things that uh, I and I talk to executives about this all the time is before you go into a meeting, before you go home, before you have a uh, a conference call, is to set your intention and take a moment to literally and and I say a moment really like take thirty seconds and think of three words. It can be four, it can be two, but three words that capture who you want to be in this moment. So if we're wanting to be more in the gratitude cycle and focusing on that versus the garbage, then our intention is what are those words that are going to trigger us to uh, act in a way that's in, in concert with that. And, and when you set that intention, it, it's like a wake-up call. It's like, wait a second, do I want to be negative, uh, pessimistic in this environment today with the coronavirus around us, or do I want to be practical, researched, um, uh, uh, friendly, warm, loving, whatever the, whatever the words are that are going to help bring out your best, that's the first place to start and to do that and to do that every day and throughout your day. And what I, what I do is I have a little, uh, uh, I write it on my planner and I, which I take with me to meetings and I'll look at it in the corner before I'll start a meeting. And, and I also will set my intention differently at different points in the day if that's if it requires that I, I I act in a certain way that that I will be proud of and will find most productive. So even with some people think you know the wheels are falling off the cart right now, even with what's going on globally, we still have that that choice, and it's as simple as making that intention. And I love that setting that intention. It really, and I've said this before, sometimes we get trapped into thinking that the more complex a solution, the more steps in it, the better it is. But yet, the simplicity of simply having that intention, writing three words down, is really all we need to remind us to say, this is who I want to be in this moment and in the moments ahead. Yeah, that helps tremendously. And yeah, it does. It helps. It helps tremendously. Well, I think that's. Well, we'll end. How about if we end this segment on that positive note? Perfect. Yeah, and then, I love and it. then, and then on the other side of this break, I'd love for you to share because I love hearing it every time. How you came about with the law of the garbage truck, and then how we can use that law in our lives, um, especially during this time of uncertainty. Does that sound fair? That sounds perfect. All right, David and I will be back right after this break. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are here with David Polay today. And David, before we go any further, how can our listeners find you? Where can they, if they can follow you, how can they contact you? What's the best way that they can, they, they can uh, kind of figure out who you are? Yeah, right, exactly. I appreciate that. Uh, probably the easiest way is to go to paulacoaching.com. And that's uh, paulay, P is in Peter, O-L-L-A-Y, coaching.com and then from there uh, people should be able to find their way to my newsletter as well as uh, some uh, uh, other sites that I have around the law of the garbage truck and I would imagine are there any links there are there any uh, instructions on how we can find your books both the law of the garbage truck and the three promises where can our listeners find them if if they want to get one of your books you should be able to get them online all all, all across the country as well as uh, internationally. Um, Amazon carries it uh, as well as uh, Barnes and Noble and and, and other lo- and other locations. So you can go directly there. Um, if you want to go through another site, my name davidjpaulay.com has a lot of information on the uh, on, on the book and uh, as well as some videos that. I've uh, been out there for now like ten years. So yeah, it yeah. has been ten years, hasn't it? It's incredible. And so, and so, speaking of the book, how did it come about? The law of the garbage truck. What's the story behind it? Well, so the the essence of it is 
that throughout my life, I've recognized that people learn through story. Um, they don't remember that much about PowerPoint slides. They don't even remember that much about, uh, you know, handouts and so forth. They remember a story. And then you can, on top of the story, hook in some important points. So uh, when I was in college, I joined an organization uh, called ISEC, A-I-E-S-E-C, focused on exchanging students' interest in business around the world. And I, I happened to be taking a taxi to uh, Grand Central Station, and I had this experience, and I'll tell that story. But um, I'll just just say this quickly. What I've recognized over time is that this story was helpful to people. And so I told it more and more as a leader in business and speeches, and, and, uh, and I shared it with more and more people. And then there came a point in time when I put it in my syndicated newspaper column at the time called The Happiness Answer. And uh, I just remember coming back from a speech one night in my hotel room and I go online and I've, I've, I've never seen anything quite like it. Every time I refreshed my screen, there were more, uh, more references to the law of the garbage truck and, and more sites that were linking back to mine. And just going, just uh, and for a couple hours, I just watched uh, just how it took off. And now we estimate maybe 500 million people have read, heard, uh, this uh, story um, of the law of the garbage truck. So, uh, so should we should uh, should we jump in? Should I tell jump the story? right in? I want to hear it again. All right. So, so it's uh, you know the, the the basic setup is is really just asking people. And this is what it says in the book is really um, you know how often do we let other people uh, their nonsense change our mood? You know, it's a bad driver, a rude waiter, a curt boss, or an insensitive employee. Do they ruin your day? And I reference to one of my old fun movies, unless you're the Terminator, you're probably set back on your heels. So here's the story. Um, as I mentioned, I was heading to Grand Central Station. I was waiting for a taxi. And in New York City, they're all over the place, a yellow cab. I jumped in and we took off for Grand Central Station. Now, in New York City, there are no, uh, there, there are no speed limits, so you can go as fast as, as you can. Uh, which is not that fast with all the traffic, uh, unless it's middle of the night. Anyway, middle of the day, we're, we're, we're going pretty quickly down the right-hand lane, when all of a sudden a black car jumps out of us, jumps right out of their parking space right in front of us. So our car slams on the brakes, cars the, the tires squeal, and at the very last minute, our car stops just one inch from the other car's back end. I couldn't believe it, how close we got to, to this accident and, and how this other driver you know, almost sent us to the hospital. But here's what I couldn't believe what happened next. The guy in the other car, the guy who almost caused the major accident, he whips his head around like, and and and, and throws up his hand like uh, using, uh, like we're number one. Uh, there you think, go. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I never know how young the, uh, the listeners are. So throws his finger up in the air and, and starts screaming at us. And you can tell he's screaming those words because you can tell by that face, uh, that, that angry face of yelling back at us. And then I'm like, I can't believe this guy is screaming at us. We're, we're at fault. And then what happened next is what I really couldn't believe. And that was how my taxi driver responded. He just smiled and pulled around the car, waved at the guy, and just said, hey, have a good day. It wasn't taunting him. 
He was just smiling, just said, have a good day, take it easy, and, and he took off. Now, I'm sitting in the back seat going, well, you know, and, I, and thinking, how, you know, how, how did he just do that? And so I, I, I sort of yell out, how did you do that? Why did you do that? This guy almost sent us to the hospital. He almost killed us. And, and this is when my taxi driver told me something that I eventually crafted into what I call the law of the garbage truck. And that is many people are like garbage trucks. They run around full of garbage, full of frustration, full of anger, and full of disappointment. And as their garbage piles up, they look for a place to dump it. And if you let them, they'll dump it on. And in a big audience, everyone yells out, you. And so when someone wants to dump on you, don't take it personally. Just smile, wave, wish them well, and move on. And 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 that's what I, I heard as I was sitting in the back seat. And, and as I was sitting there thinking in a quiet moment, how often do I let garbage trucks run right over me? People with their frustration, their anger, things I have nothing to do with, nothing that I can control, nothing that I can change. And how often do I let their garbage fall all over me? And how often do I take their garbage and spread it to other people at work or at home or on the street? And it was then that I said, I don't want their garbage and I don't want to spread it anymore. So the movie, The Sixth Sense, I don't Preston, do you remember the movie, The Sixth Sense? Sure do. A uh, little boy yep. at that moment where he, uh, Haley Joe Osment, he looks up and he says, I see dead people. Yep. <laughs> well, now as a result of this and practicing a lot of the garbage truck over time, I see garbage trucks. I see the load they're carrying. I see them coming to dump it. And like my taxi driver, I don't take it personally. I just smile. I wave. I wish them well and I move on. If I'm able to help somebody, and, and there's and there's room to do it, that's that's definitely where I want to play. But if it's something that I can't control at all, there's nothing I can do about it, then I don't want to judge them and spend negative energy there. I want to let them pass by and move along. And so what happens is when we're able to perceive garbage trucks more often and, and offer what I call real-time forgiveness, especially on the road driving, and let them pass by without our judgment and just make our adjustments as we need to on the driving and then continue focusing on the things that are most important. We're, we're happier and we're more successful. And that's essentially the essence of the law of the garbage truck. Back and, to the, yeah, right there. Well, and I, I love, and then when I read the book, and I'll tell you in a minute my connection and to all this, and I, maybe I've never even shared this with you. I love the fact that it is wave and wish them well. You know, it's one thing to say I'm not going to let them dump on me, and I'm just going to get out of get out of the way. But yeah. you make a point. You 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 make an it, it's an overt act, whether whether you do it verbally or just in your mind, to wish that person well. And I guess that has to do with that real time forgiveness that you just mentioned. And nice. I found that. I found that amazing because this book, this book could have been a book on just how to avoid getting garbage dumped on you, dumping on other people. But the fact that you added in there the idea of forgiveness by sincerely wishing the other person well, holding no ill will, I think for me, that was a real 
you know, I call two by four therapy sometimes. You know, sometimes I sometimes right. I need to be hit across the head with a two by four, right? <laughs> yeah, we all for do. me, for me that that was that aha moment. That was that this book has me because that part of wave and wish them well. And when I read this book, and, and this is where the connection to me, to me comes in, and just just let me steal let me Please. steal the next minute or so of this, so you have an idea. I was ordained into the Christian ministry in 2009, uh, 2008. I was a year later, and that year I married my best friend. Um, that year was phenomenal. In 2009, my first book came out. After that first book came out, I was diagnosed with a tumor in my spinal cord at the end of two, December, beginning of December of 2009. We were, you know, and of course, you want to talk about garbage, David, let me tell you, my, yeah. my mind was filled and I was looking, I mean, I was angry. This was, I had lost my job. I was unable to work as a police officer anymore. Um, I, I wasn't able to do the things that a husband should be able to do with his wife. You can fill in the blanks. Um, yes. I wasn't able to be the father I wanted to be. There was a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of, and I was grieving. I didn't know it at the time. And I was an ordained minister feeling all these feelings. Well, my wife, Elisa, took us on vacation. She said, we're getting out of here for a couple of days. We went down to the sunny uh, shores of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right by your your neck of the woods. Yes. And we, we spent a long weekend there. And I picked up the book, The Law of the Garbage Truck, which I believe came out in the beginning of 2010, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Um, and I read this book at the pool and uh, on the beach, and it, it was such an, an easy read. I read it, and then I was like, Elisa, you have to read this. And it, for me, it was that moment where I learned about, and, and you know, cops are cynical SOBs to begin with. That's the way uh-huh. I survive. But to get out of, and now that I was no longer a cop and I wasn't able to work, I could let go of looking for garbage I could, and I was, you know, your, your mindset is look for garbage before they dump on you, you dump on them. I was able to, by following the strategies in the book, your suggestions in the book, to let go of those things that weren't healthy, to wish those people you talked about before that had harmed me decades earlier, to, to let that go. But there was something, I'll, I'll never forget this, and why I remember it, I don't know. I turned to page, I got to page 45, and it was the beginning of a chapter. And you, and, and in David's book, by the way, everyone, he's, the chapters start with, and David has found um, quotes from um, influential people. And it's, I, I'm guessing, David, it's to either set the tone for that chapter, to reinforce the message of the chapter, whatever. Absolutely. And there was a message from Michael J. Fox a quote from Michael J. Fox that you started, and why I can still see the page 45 in the book, and it was the only thing he couldn't control. This is right after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. The only thing he couldn't control was his diagnosis. Everything else he could control. And when I read that, I'm telling you, I was, I was, I was brought to tears sitting by that pool deck. Elisa looked over at me as if something was wrong, and I said, no, 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 you don't understand. This... This is it now. I am the. I have control over everything else, but this damn diagnosis of having a tumor in my spinal cord. So, for you, my friend, I owe you probably my life, because uh-huh. that that right there, it was just that wow. Again, two by four therapy. How's that? So, uh-huh. I want to thank you for for uh-huh. you putting down into words what I needed to hear, and I know 
this has been your book has been translated into 13 different languages right and and, yes. and the law itself the message and i know there's there's cards that have been made up that's gone to countries all over the world hasn't it i mean yeah. schools schools have used this i used your book by the way one time um it, it given a sermon i i i used your book um where awesome. how, how many people do you have any idea that are using the strategies whether it's schools whether it's uh ministries whether it's businesses is there any idea of how many people? I know you said five hundred million. Is that is that how many people are have been impacted by this? You know, it's it's interesting. I I, I don't. I, I think it's up there. I think it may be more um, because what I say now to all your listeners: if you haven't heard of the law of the garbage truck, wait for an email to come around from someone uh, or a post on Facebook. It, it's going to show up. It's like oh, when yeah. you buy. You know, say when you buy a new car and you, you you don't see them on the road until you decide to buy one. Now that we've told you a lot of the garbage truck is out there, it's it's really everywhere. Uh, and I think it, it, it is because of a, a really important point you made earlier, Rusty, about simplicity. That life is complex in, in many ways. And we and when we can have a, a, a simple guide that can help us with our behavior throughout the day, um, boy, it can make a difference. And uh, the essence of the the, uh, the the metaphor is that, as you said, gar- garbage is in real life is meant to be picked up and then put away somewhere safely or recycled. But it's not meant. Uh, but humans are not meant to look around for all that's bad only, and and then fill up on that and then dump it all over the place. We only should be focused on the things that are important where we need to put our energy and uh, and then I, and then your story uh, uh, rusty is 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 what helps get me up in the morning to do the work that I do because uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with me I, I didn't I didn't know that and uh, and that that's 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 awesome I was just waiting for the right moment how's that yeah that's perfect and you talked about the work that you do. We, we, we have a, a minute or so before break. What, what work do you do with, with executive coaches? Can, can we maybe we'll, and then we'll segue that into, you know, how all of us can benefit from what's, what's in the law of the garbage truck and, and the different strategies there. What, what, what is it that you do with your executive um, part of your business? Yeah, sure. Well, the executive coaching um, is really focused on helping the leader achieve their goals and to help them be as clear as they can be as to what they want to achieve in 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 the role that they're in, and to help them envision a future that they want, and then to go about setting plans to achieve them. And one of the keys that I have absolutely found in every executive's success is their relationship is is the quality of their relationships, the energy that their relationships bring to other people, the energy that when people say they just saw Rusty, who is a great leader, by the way, um, and they go, I feel uplifted. I feel better. I feel more knowledgeable. I feel appreciated. And if uh, when a leader creates that type of energy in their relationships, they succeed. And so the key then is to catch ourselves when we're acting like a garbage truck, when we're either personalizing things that aren't important, um, or uh, we're creating worst-case scenarios that are that are unrealistic and and, and not helpful, um, and when we find ourselves 
doing what they say in psychology, traditional psychology, displaced aggression, where we take something where people, you know, displaced aggression is, is best described as when someone all of a sudden starts yelling at you, you're like, wait, why are they yelling at me? And and that's because they, this other person filled up on garbage somewhere else and then unknowingly is dumping their frustration on somebody who's not deserving of it. I got you. So you really help the, the leaders be the best leaders so they can get the best out of everyone on the team. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well said. And we'll, talk, and we'll talk about getting the best out of us. Maybe when we come back, David, if you have any other stories you can share about you know pulling, pulling that leadership quality from others and then how we can put the strategies of the law um, in our own lives in practice, especially with what's going on in the world around us. And we'll do that right on the other side of this break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. To reach the program today, you're welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send Rusty an email, his email address is 13.rwilliams at gmail.com. Now back to Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're joined with David Pillay. And David, before the break, you talked about um, what you do and how you know, the, the leaders sometimes, for whatever reason, dump their garbage on other people. In, in your book, and, and this is another thing that, that stuck with me because I, I found it just eye-opening. There's a difference you put, you put out there in the book between dumping your garbage on people and venting. And you yes. say one is good and one is bad. Maybe yes. you, you, you can pick up from there. You know, venting, I'm guessing, is, is good. It's okay to vent, but dumping is, is a negative. What, are, what is the difference between venting our frustration, venting our feelings, and dumping those on other people? Uh, I'm, thank you for, for asking. I'm so glad because this is one of the most important distinctions. And that is because people will say, come on, I want to be authentic. 
I, I want to be able to share what's on my mind. And, and I say, you should. But there are two ways of doing it. And one is the dumping. And, 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 and think of it this way. You're in your home. You're quietly reading something. In, and then all of a sudden, someone comes in, a loved one. In this case, since where most of us are uh, stay at home, or, or many of us are, um, they'll come in and and just start ranting about something, and and you're like totally on another plane at that moment, not understanding what's happening, and then they move in, they're complaining and criticizing and so forth about whatever the story is. They're all fired up, and then you you start trying to help them. And uh, maybe advising them or, or whatever the case. But then they are so frustrated, they leave and they seem just as upset as they were before. Uh, we didn't necessarily feel like we helped them. And so all of a sudden we feel as though we've just been showered with, with garbage. And, there's, and, and so rather than helping that person, we actually have now two people who are upset. Yeah. The, to this is you refer to it the dumpy and the dump and the dumper and so the, where I say is sharing is fine and they say sharing is caring um, venting is different in this way venting is asked usually the question like hey can I share with you something or can I vent for a minute and and here are the two points in that question you're asking for permission because somebody might say, I'm actually right now just about to go on a call with Rusty Williams. I, I want to be in the best place I need to be. Can I talk to you right after the show? And then they'll go, yeah, sure, no problem. So you ask for permission. And then when you say something to the effect of, can I vent for a moment? You're suggesting there's an end to the vent. It's not going to go on and on. And where dumping it just it feels like it's just an ongoing negative experience. We're venting uh, for a moment, then someone feels as though, okay, sure, absolutely. In fact, most people respond positively to a request like that. And then, and then you can move into um, uh, you know, sharing what you have to share. And I'll, I'll just say this about authenticity. Uh, related to that, some people will think that authenticity is to honor the first thing that comes to mind. So someone does something that you don't like. And your first reaction is to lash out, and then you say, that's authentic, and that's how I should be able to respond. And I say, it's true that was one of your re- emotions, but just as true as I call it second-level authenticity is that there is another level of authenticity when we say, I'm going to take a step back for a moment and, and, and train our brains to do this, where I'm, I'm going to answer um, or I'm going to respond to the situation with perspective of what I'm really trying to accomplish in my life, the leader I want to be. Um, and, uh, and then I will say, from that perspective, how do I want to respond to this individual? How do I want to be with this person? As opposed to being an automaton that just stimulus and response. Uh, 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 the, uh, there's a, a great uh, quote around um, uh, the idea that the stimulus and response is the space between us, the space between the stimulus and the response that's really our freedom. And, um, uh, and I'll get Rusty the full quote, but that's, that's the key is to have that space and then um, 
and then take that and decide how we want to respond. Uh, and the last thing I'll just say is that sometimes people feel that in order for people to uh, feel that they're understood, they have to make everyone around them feel their pain and it's to make them upset and just as, as sad or upset as we are versus taking them, describing to them and sharing what's going on, but leaving, leaving them in a good place to help us versus the dumping, which ultimately sends people away from us because we bring so much negative energy. And I think, wow, especially with what's going on right now, that you know, the people who are anxious, and maybe the anxious is more than anxious, maybe it, it's really a, 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 in their minds the fear. And instead of trying to get everyone else to feel how bad I feel, and I'm going to, you know, you talked about the pain. Yes. It, Instead of trying to get everyone to agree with me that this is horrible and because I feel horrible, therefore you need to feel horrible in order for us to connect on some kind of understanding. If I hear you right, David, what you're saying is, no, you don't have to do that. That, in fact, if you have the other person feeling just a little bit better about themselves, you've served two purposes. You were able to vent your concerns, your frustration, your fears, your doubts, your worries, but you also left someone else not fe- at the very least, you know, first do no harm. At the very least, the person is no worse off than they were to begin with. But maybe you've even lifted them up a little bit. Yeah, that is, that is so true because um, Brene Brown and, and others have talked about when we share and show some vulnerability as a leader. And I share this with my executives. It's thoughtful, thoughtful humility and thoughtful vulnerability that when we share that we're really looking for someone's input and uh, and we do it in, in, a, in a respectful way, people feel closer to us. Um, that happens all the time. I'll ask my executives, I'll just say, look, what, 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 what do you think about just going over and talking to that senior vice president and saying, look, I, you know, people have given me this feedback. I, I don't quite get it. I love your perspective and maybe a couple ideas that I could I could put in motion that will help me be more successful. So people really, you're, you you hit on such a great point that people do really feel elevated when when presented with the opportunity to give feedback through, say, venting versus the dumping, which no one no one likes. And so, the law of the garbage truck: difference between venting, difference between dumping. That's. And and it's and I'm I'm looking at my little card that's in the back of the book. Oh yeah. In, in the last few moments, we have about four minutes. Can you talk about the pledge that? And for those of you that haven't read the book yet, how's that for future pacing? Uh, I love yet, that. The, the, yeah. the suggestion. Um, David ends with encouraging all of the readers, which now is all of us, to take a personal pledge. And to really be, be sincere about that and be honest about it. Can you speak a little bit about that, David, to, to end this up on a positive note? Because this pledge is just filled with positivity and fulfillment. What is the pledge? And maybe you can just go through real quickly in the next three or four minutes. What are the steps of, those, of this pledge? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say one thing coming into that, that, the quote I was referencing a bit is by Viktor Frankl. So if anyone wants to see the quote about the freedom is the space between the stimulus and response, 
Perfect. I love I love that quote. So Victor Frankl, uh, man's search for meaning. Um, uh, the pledge came, um, and the, your story, uh, Rusty, is is was my story in this regard. Um, I mean, I wrote I wrote the law of the garbage truck. I've been teaching it for years. There's you and I on the break. We're talking about you know we could speak for a lot longer, um, and 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 enjoy it. And uh, and love to have your audience along for it. Oh, we got um, three minutes, so let's let's do this. Let's do this. So the uh, the idea was, uh, if you really want to get something in your body, in your mind, in your soul, you've got to you've got to really make a pledge that and and, a, and an emotional one. And so, what I've done has taken people from more than a hundred countries through what I call the No Garbage Trucks Pledge, and that is to help people lock in their system that this is what I really stand for. So I, I if we want to have a little fun with this, I we can do it, the two of us. I can I can say it, you can repeat it and there you uh, go. let's do all it. Right. All right. So um, and, and and readers out there, not readers of course, but uh, listeners, same thing, you know, do it with us. And it's as simple and use your hands and and your body and I'd say stand up if you can and and and, and here it is. I do not accept garbage in my life. I do not accept garbage in my life. When I see garbage trucks. When I see garbage trucks. There you go. I do not take them personally. I do not take them personally. I just smile. I just smile. I wave. I wave. I wish them well. I wish them well. And I move on. And I move on. And I do not spread garbage to others. And I do not spread garbage to others. And then we do this very loudly in uh, in live, and that is, I am not a garbage truck. I am not. A, this reminds me of I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I right. am not a garbage truck. That's right. You got to. We have a movie in the making here. There you go. I do not accept garbage in my life. Is the final line. And I do not accept garbage in my life. And you know, I, and you you and I, I've I've watched David live. I've watched his um, talks, um, his keynotes when he does this, and it is. It, people really get into this. I mean, yeah, yeah. When, when, when the camera pans to, to the audience of hundreds, thousands of people, and they're standing up doing this, even and especially when I when I've seen it with school children, it it is such a, a a moving thing to witness. And I can only imagine being there live in person to experience this. Yeah, it's 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 pre- it's pretty special. And, and uh, uh, yes, go ahead. Well, no, no, I I just think especially during this time in our in our history you yes. know, we're all going to get through this and we're going to look back at this time and the stories that we share about uh, resilience about um, strength that we share with our children or grandchildren I think are going to be phenomenal and I just think having this pledge having something that we can hold on to that gives us hope and I know yes. we, we could probably talk another hour about the, the the benefits of hope I just think it's a wonderful place to be so David I, I want to I, I can't thank you enough for giving up. I know you're busy. You, you have a busy schedule. I want to thank you for giving up an hour of your time to share your wisdom, your expertise, your, your stories with, with everyone here. I, I really appreciate it, my friend. Well, as I like to say to my kids, uh, Rusty, for you, the world, and uh, it's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm so thrilled that you're doing this show on Voice of America, and, and this is uh, – a lot of people are benefiting by it, as am, and I'm one of them. So, thank you for the chance to be with you. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. 
Thank you, David. And that will wrap it up for this episode. We'll catch you next week, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Wash your hands. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us this week for Thinking Hypnotically, Living Mindfully. Your host, Rusty Williams, invites you to tune in again next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week. 